0: These are your morning announcements. The Retro Club will be meeting today to discuss Ghostbusters, and anyone wishing to attend the seminar on spores, mold, and fungus with Dr. Spangler, please meet in the auditorium by 3.30 sharp.
1: hello and welcome to the retro club we're your host john
0: and megan
1: and we welcome you
0: Hi.
1: (laughs) today's a very special day Mm -hmm. it is megan's cumpleaños
0: (laughs) we are recording this on my birthday
1: it is your birthday
0: i'm a ripe old 31 yeah we have a friend in here today God, if you guys listen to my other podcast or so, they say, you know, lady loves to make appearances and here she is hanging out. We're just going to pretend like the cat doesn't exist. Right. So if you hear... Oh, man. Okay. My sister's cat's like ultra heavy. Sorry, Kelsey. But when she rears up and drops and jumps on things, it's very noticeable. So just ignore her and we'll go on with our lives. She's very happy to see us. Anyway... Uh, anything else exciting going on in your life besides my birthday?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you had a lot of stuff happening in the NFL. My Raiders should have won their game. I don't even want to talk about this week. Went for two. It was really bad.
0: Look, we do a football pool, and I got last place. Like, dead last place. I... I don't know if I'm just really bad at calling games or if there were a lot of upsets this week, but I did Devontae not. Devonte Adams
1: got kicked out of the league for a game. I think they might even raise it to two. Mm-hmm. He was really frustrated with this loss. I can't blame him, though. Well, rip. Other than that, there's just the weather was really hot today for some reason.
0: Yeah, a randomly unseasonal <clears throat> hot day in October. It
1: really was. It just
0: fucking gross out. Welcome to Indiana. <laughs> oh our hey, daughter Anna. painted me a, a picture for her she did. from daycare and it's so precious. <laughs> a four month old painted for you. Mm-hmm. Almost five month old. Mm. I know she's getting big. Oh my gosh. She's so cute though. <laughs> anyway, that's all. <laughs> I was they were so excited when I went to pick her up at daycare to show me that picture. They're like, You have to see what she painted you.
1: <laughs> Man. I didn't get to tell you, though. I uh, have told you about the house I had to stop at before, the Texas Chainsaw House. Mm -hmm. I went back there this week.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Out in the middle of these cornfields, there's just a house. It looks like the house from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Uh with an old man that owns it. I mean, the house is old. It's like from the 1800s, and it's Mm -hmm. still standing somehow. On the outside of it, it's creepy as shit. Uh-huh. And when you go in it, it's immaculate. Oh. It has this beautiful fireplace right in the middle of it that just goes all the way up. Hmm. And the guy's hot daughters just watch over all of it.
0: Hot daughters? Multiple? Yes. It's like something out of a Stephen King book. As I'm picturing the old man as like from Pet Cemetery. No, not like that at all. He's actually like, I
1: think he's like 90 some years old. Oh. Still getting around though. Hmm. You know, if he just keeps active, keeps him young.
0: So how are his daughters have got to be way older than you? I'm sure they're in their
1: 40s. have to be in their 40s.
0: Why don't you marry them then?
1: I didn't say I wouldn't.
0: Wow. Okay. (laughs) Well, what are we talking about today, John?
1: Oh, well, I guess we're going to talk about (laughs) 1984's Ghostbusters. Oh. This one has a very big place in our hearts. Especially Mm -hmm. me, because I sing the Ghostbusters song to my daughter all the time.
0: That was one of the first songs that she laughed at, I think. Yep. Was that, wasn't that song that she laughed
1: at? It was Monster Mash and Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But
1: she cracked up for Ghostbusters, because she loves the part when you say, Bustin' makes me feel good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One day I'll have to to put that video online, because it's just so funny.
0: If we're even, you know, what, 10 years from now, who knows what online looks like scary it'd
1: be implanted in your mind
0: oh some black mare stuff how about johnny mnemonic who i
1: hate your generation so bad
0: shut you are not that much older than me shut up Not that
1: much younger than you either
0: anyway yeah johnny mnemonic with
1: keanu reeves movie sucks
0: but it was way ahead of its time oh my god then why are you telling me about it because you should
1: still know about it that doesn't make it less relevant it was before Black Mirror. You could technically say Black Mirror ripped off from it.
0: I Black Mirror's just like, I mean, there's a a couple of retellings in it because each episode's its own story, and of course, it's, some of it's already been done before. It's just their own spin on it. Yeah, I guess.
1: But it's about implanting. Oh, I guess I could have went with The Matrix, another Keanu Reeves movie.
0: Yeah, that's better than whatever you said.
1: Yeah, it was definitely better than Black Mirror, wasn't it?
0: Not Black Mirror. I said what? Oh, you, yeah, that's what you said. What you said. <laughs> black mirror oh for god's sakes anyway so ghostbusters came out you said 1984 it did and who is it directed by ivan reitman he's very good what else has he directed i'll be honest i'm not there's only a couple of director names that i would know if you told me
1: well he's famous for a bunch of movies with bill murray he did meatballs stripes uh ghostbusters 2 Mm -hmm. kindergarten cop Oh, Twins. He's famous for doing movies with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger, too. He did like Twins, Junior.
0: Mm hmm
1: I guess Danny DeVito. You could throw Danny DeVito in there somewhere.
0: You know, a lot of those movies you said I've only watched once. But he's a big-time producer, too. He produced Space Jam and Animal House. Oh, He's very
1: well-liked in the community.
0: Hmm. I've only seen... I've never watched Animal House in its entirety. Space Jam's a different story.
1: Yeah, Space Jam was a big part of my childhood. Like I was, I, I was like eleven when it came out, so it was really big for me. I remember watching that in in class.
0: I only liked a couple of sports movies, and that wasn't really one of them. I didn't dislike it; I just didn't go out of my way to you know, watch like it. Two sports movies? I said I like to. Cu- I mean, when I say a, cu- a handful, how about a handful? Can I guess them? sure i guess at least one sure mighty ducks Mm, yeah it's one that i just didn't i feel one way or the other about you are hurting my heart today i'm sorry i liked little giants okay that's a great one what sandlot i liked sandlot
1: okay Well, about like angels in the angels
0: in the outfield i liked that one
1: you like angels in the outfield but don't like mighty ducks
0: you're talking hockey and baseball
1: doesn't matter emilio (laughs) baby emilio (laughs) Stop. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see Angels in good Outfield uh, made for a new generation. I
0: I don't know. I just didn't. I I don't know. I don't dislike it. I just it wasn't something I jumped to watch. Sorry if that offends you. We
1: could do an episode on just '90s sports movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My gosh, there's a lot of good ones for me. You had like Rudy.
0: Oh, uh, was that oh, '90s? '93. Okay. Early '90s. Got it. I love that movie. Love, Rudy. All right. Well, back to Ghostbusters. How about you give us a quick rundown of what the movie's about? So you want my synopsis? Because I'm not going to look one up. I guess. All right. So. See, it's not. Easy <laughs> what happen- <thing> what- <laughs> I'm
1: trying to give it to you. Okay. What happens when three professors get fired from their university job? Are you asking me? Is yeah. that a- Okay.
0: I thought you were just I'm asking like, it in the form of a question. I don't know what happens.
1: They find a scheme that can make them easy money really quick where there's no one in their field. Mm-hmm. They realize they have to become damn near exterminators to do so. Mm-hmm. So what do they do? They buy a fire station, get some really cool jumpsuits, and start hunting ghosts.
0: I don't know if that would be easy money. First, you have to convince people that ghosts are real.
1: Yo, Well, I mean, you could do like Chupacabra versus Dalamo. We'll bring that up again. But yeah, they, we got ghosts all up in this piece.
0: They actually believed in ghosts, at least two of the three. Yeah,
1: I, yeah, I guess you're right. Bill Murray was a skeptic through the mm-hmm. first part of it until he actually saw it.
0: Yeah. All right, well, good synopsis, I guess. <laughs> I you don't, didn't even let me get through it all the way. Oh, my gosh. Okay, go on.
1: <laughs> well, after the, what happens when they get their jobs? All hell has to break loose in an apartment building of one of the people that one of... The exterminator just falls in love with. And now it's up to them to save the city.
0: Oh, okay. Will they do
1: it? Only Rick Moranis knows.
0: Okay.
1: Boom. You're welcome.
0: Wow. I bet that's on the back of some VHS somewhere. If it's not, that's their fault. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I can't imagine... How much this budget was? I assume they figured it was already going to be a hit. Now think about the think about the
1: effects. I know it's Think about who backed this movie. They had Columbia Pictures
2: doing it.
0: Well, that's. I'm saying I bet the budget was crazy expensive, but they also probably expected it to be a hit. Like it would be very surprising if it wasn't.
1: Yeah, based off of the casting, I would think, because Dan Aykroyd, was he was like the big one for the movie. Bill Murray was still building his his empire mm-hmm. i guess you could say but it got a great budget 25 to 30 million that's a lot of money especially for 1984 80s. yeah cuz that's you know how much that is now that's roughly like Probably 200 ever, like that's roughly like 295 million dollars
0: did you actually calculate that or is that I a guess i did calculate that why not oh.
1: calculate it because i will do it unlike somebody
0: inflation wonderful <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Ugh. Anyway, that's talking about even, the inflation. <laughs> but that's not even how,
1: like, compared to the budget, compared to what it made, mm-hmm. and it came out in a crazy year for movies. 1984 was
0: loaded with movies. What time of year, though? Did it come out, uh, like, I've, in the spring, right, or?
1: If I remember right, what did I say? It came out roughly, like, June. So, right in the summertime.
0: summer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so like, people yeah. aren't in, kids aren't in school. They can go to the movies and watch multiple movies. Right.
1: Now imagine this. You go to the movies and here's what's showing. Ghostbusters, Karate Kid, Gremlins.
0: All at the I'm same just naming, time? I'm just
1: naming those three movies and they were all out at the same time.
0: Gremlins came out in the summer? And it's no, Christmas it was already movie? out.
1: Gremlins didn't go away. Oh. Gremlins had like one of the longest runs in like cinema history.
0: But it didn't come out around Christmas time?
1: I don't. I don't think it did. Weird. It might have, but now you're just trying to quote me on stuff and I don't appreciate that.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's a quick... Uh, yeah. Just know anyway, that whatever. Gremlins
1: was in the theater for a very long time mm-hmm. and it didn't go away because it kept making money. The Gremlins mm-hmm. just... They, they kind of took over like Gremlins do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ha ha. Funny. <laughs> uh, oh, Beverly Hills Cop. That was... You Which, know, I remember reading up on that we did and... It was like the number one movie that year. for 1984. A loaded
1: year for movies.
0: That's so weird because I don't think I've ever watched that movie. And it's, I, you guys, that, I'm just going to have to like, that's my slogan. That is my phrases. I have not watched that in its entirety because I haven't. I watch pieces of movies. I'm really bad about finishing movies. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Hard to talk about movies when you didn't even know the plot to what starts (laughs) Monster Squad.
0: Hey, I, I'm i good for surprises then. Very. <laughs> you can hit me with all sorts of fun stuff about movies. I know. <laughs> movies I've seen and I wouldn't know it.
1: Eddie Murphy was really good in Beverly Hills Cop, though. His mm-hmm. star was definitely on the rise. He was going to be taking over Hollywood.
0: Well, yeah, we'll get into that later. <laughs> um, how much did it make, did you say?
1: $295 million.
0: Oh. That's um so about,
1: a lot. Yeah. So about 842 million.
0: Really? Is that, that's right? That's an inflation calculator? Yeah. That just seems really high.
1: Ghostbusters was a, a major hit.
0: Hmm.
1: I can't think of them. Like when you go back and look at the movies that it came out against, it's hard for me to believe that it made that kind of money. But mm-hmm. then again, movies that came out. They were in theaters forever if they were good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People had to see it.
0: Yes, you don't get that anymore. You no. might get a week, two, if you're lucky.
1: Yeah. Oh, unless you're a Marvel
0: movie. Oh, yeah. We crap on Marvel every freaking episode, but I'm sorry. I I won't let it go. Looks like the only thing that exists. I know. I won't let it go.
1: <laughs> All I talked about, like, I finally got excited when they announced that there was a Star Wars movie coming, mm-hmm. and then to find out it was going to be a TV show, I was like, "Oh, womp womp."
0: The la- i am not a big Star Wars fan. The one Star Wars movie that I enjoyed, and it's a standalone, really, is Rogue One.
1: Yeah, Rogue One—it might be my favorite Star Wars movie.
0: You can watch it by itself without having watched any of the other Star Wars, and it's perfect. You're not missing much, and it has closure at the end of that movie. That's what you need. Right. Just you don't have to commit to this huge decades long storyline. You can just watch one movie. So that was really good. Right. Another
1: good thing about Ghostbusters. It's not too long.
0: Uh, what's the run? Is it like an hour and a half?
1: Just over an hour and a half. It's like an hour and 40 minutes. That's perfect for a movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think I think movies have gotten out of hand when they're two and three hours long. Nobody wants to sit that long through a movie
0: unless it's Titanic.
1: <laughs> Even then, like you had to take a break if you were at the theater for Titanic. That's that why it a, was to
0: VHS, <laughs> right? Um,
1: go, watching Gone with the Wind.
0: That's I've tried. That is one I have tried to sit down and watch, and I just cannot get through it. I, it's, I like Gone with the Wind. I mean, it's a
1: movie for a different time, but
0: oh yes, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I can't be doing so those long. impressions. No, <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> Absolutely I can do not. impressions
1: from Titanic.
0: You can't. I do Billy Zane pretty well. Yeah. I talk about that all the time. Back. Come back. Oh, you're going with Rose? Yeah,
1: I always do that. Please, I
0: have a child. I know. <laughs> and now I have a child, so I could say it all the time. And that Billy Zane was bad. Do not judge me off that one. I had a really good one in another episode of my other podcast. Um, okay. Speaking like of, huh?
1: You sound like a dude.
0: I sound like Billy Zane. It was very good. I
1: don't know if I should, that's a compliment or not though like
0: I don't know. I what movie did we watch? Uh it oh was my that gosh. Will Ferrell movie where yeah. he's like, "Look, the it's Billy Zane." You,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the one movie you finished, and it's the, like it's one of the worst No, Will I movies. fell asleep and Oh, you did? did.
0: You woke <laughs> I didn't up at the end watch for Billy it. Zane
1: for some reason.
0: I did. I did. Um okay, speaking of actors and Billy Zane, God bless him. Um We've already mentioned a couple people in this movie. You said Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray. Right. Uh, We've got uh, Rick Moranis. You said his name already. Annie Potts. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Sigourney Weaver coming off of Alien and Alien. Oh, Aliens didn't come out yet. That was like a couple years later. But Mm -hmm. coming off of Alien.
0: Yep. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Harold Ramis. Yes. (laughs) Who, uh, Who else? Shoot.
1: We're forgetting a Ghostbuster, aren't we?
0: Yes, I'm thinking of... uh, It's
1: Ernie Hudson.
0: I could only think of his character name. I I had Winston Winston in my head. Yeah, I could not get his actual name out, but I had Winston (laughs) in my head. Um, There's not really any any other big names in it, right? I wouldn't say that. You had like Casey Kasem
1: uh, and Larry King in it. They're kind of a big deal.
0: You actually see them or just their voiceover? Yeah, they start talking about the Ghostbusters. But it's their voiceover. You don't see them,
1: right? Oh, I thought you saw him on the TV when she's like letting the TV play.
0: Oh, that's what I was asking. I don't know. I think you do see Larry King. I don't know about Casey Kasem. But um, yeah, I guess that's really all the the big characters. Who are we missing? uh, Reginald Bell Johnson,
1: who plays the dad in Family Matters, and he's in Die Hard.
0: What the heck? Why would I? Because he's a a cop in everything. He's one of the cops.
1: Yeah, Ghostbusters. You have a phone you have a phone call.
0: Okay. Who's the the bad guy? Who's our antagonist? Peck? Yeah. The dude that wants to shut everything down. I can't I don't remember his name.
1: Shoot, I can't remember his real name, but
0: I feel like he's
1: It's William Peck, I remember that.
0: He's been in a couple other things, but yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah he was in Biodome. Was oh, that's, my, that's right. Oh my god,
1: that's the movie I had to remember.
0: <sighs> I have seen that movie of all the movies I sit down and watch. That I was one of them. <laughs> I am God.
1: No, I am God.
0: Oh, when he goes nuts at the end, yeah, start
1: and then he eats the bird. <laughs>
0: <sighs> oh, <Goodness> spoilers. <sakes. laughs> uh, maybe we'll talk about Biodome one day. That's a fun. I oh, we do have a Polly Shore movie that we plan on talking about in yes. the near future yes, yes, i'm yes. excited for that one
1: <laughs> i'm excited about that one too it's, yeah we've watched that one quite a bit
0: i know Ooh, and it's getting about that time to watch it again <laughs> i know so, oh
1: do we want to go right into this movie
0: yeah right in after we've had all this bantering <laughs> yeah we can jump into the movie which i got the opening scene mixed up i've seen this movie I don't know how many dozens of times. I
1: know this fucking movie gets brought up at every holiday.
0: And I could I mixed up how it opens. So why don't you go ahead and tell us how it opens. It
1: has one of the best openings, I think, of any movie from my childhood. Mm-hmm. You have the library scene.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, it's just it's panning through. This woman's trying to set stuff out and she just gets. Like harassed by a ghost.
0: She's down in, like, the basement archive area, possibly. It's quiet. It's not around a bunch of people. And doesn't she... She goes around the corner, and there's the ghost... Right. ...standing there. Is that where... See? See? You shouldn't ask me. I'm just going to shut my mouth, because I don't know Yeah, she just
1: screams, and, like, for some reason, there's, like, a bunch of wind.
0: Ah! Is that where she makes the ugly face? Yeah. That looks like... um, large march <laughs> i
2: guess
0: <laughs> like the scary tim burton style claymation is no, what it looks that, like that's to me. not yet <clears throat> see see so she doesn't make an ugly
1: face no the woman just gets blown back by the wind you don't even see the ghost yet
0: okay that's the woman uh, the librarian the woman. <laughs> she's an ace ventura yes uh pet detective you should rot in hell <laughs> laces out yeah She's but funny.
1: Then we pan over, and then we have uh, Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. He's doing the. See, this is what I
0: thought. Open it up. Yeah, he's doing. Um, he's testing their psychic ability. Uh, these right. two kids. <laughs> Which oh, the nerdy kid has been in some other stuff too. I can't think. He's not like a big. He's literally only in this scene, and I can't think of what else yeah. he's been
1: in. He's been in something else, but I, at the moment, I can't think of what it is. The girl was in um, Up the Creek.
0: I've never seen that.
1: It's a random comedy from the 80s with people from Animal House and Porky's.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, So Bill Murray's (laughs) doing a this psychic test on him where he holds up the cards. It's got like the squiggly lines or star, or circle, mm-hmm. whatever. And they have to guess what's on the card.
1: Like a couple of wavy lines.
0: And if they get it wrong, they get <laughs> an electric shock. <laughs> now, I don't know. Day. I don't know how old Bill Murray is supposed to be. His character is in this.
1: I'm going to guess he's portrayed as being like late 20s, early 30s.
0: He just... He's uh, a
1: young professor is what they keep saying that they are.
0: He just looks... Perpetually 40 all the time. I don't know. Even in that time, he looks 40. 40.
1: Since he was like 13.
0: (laughs) So he's hitting on that girl and it always weirded me out because I thought he was like supposed to be in his 40s.
1: You know something? I'm just going to bring this up really quick. (laughs) I have not been able to look at Bill Murray the same Mm -hmm. since I saw the article where they talked about why there was such a big division between Chevy Chase and Bill Murray Mm -hmm. and Chevy Chase told Bill Murray when Bill Murray was trying to get on him about something that it looked like somebody had played 18 holes on his face.
0: (laughs) Oh, yikes. Now, I think of the fallout between Bill Murray and Harold Ramis. Bill Murray holds some grudges. And that was sad. I mean, held that literally till the end, uh, to right up the end of Harold's life.
1: He gets painted as a good guy a lot, but I've seen some stories about him that it's like, man, is he really that good of a guy? Yeah. And I like Bill Murray. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I I do, love what about Bob?
0: I like his characters. I like his movies, but I could definitely say, see him being a d bag in real life. Just not a fun guy to be around more than maybe ten minutes.
1: Right. I don't know. I guess. I guess you never know till you met him. You know.
0: That's true. We're judging him and haven't met him, but I've heard not nice things.
1: People yeah. probably say not nice things, things and I've
0: read about me. Really bad things. <laughs> so be nice i guess don't
1: <laughs> but this is definitely the movie that made him a star this made him a mega star bill murray yes
0: okay um yeah so he's hitting on this girl that's right back to the uh, <laughs> back to the psychic test he's hitting on the girl and she's getting every single one wrong and he's like oh good job you totally got it right and you're not <laughs> cheating are you Yeah, and then the one (laughs) kid, he's getting him wrong too. But eventually, he starts getting him right, and he still tells him he's wrong. Told him he's getting a little tired of it, and shocks the crap out of him. He spits his gum out. (laughs) He shocks him.
1: He was only, you know, he was only doing that for his amusement.
0: I know that's it was annoying. (laughs) I'd be just like that kid too. He was getting mad.
1: Yeah, I didn't know you're going to be giving me electric shocks.
0: Yeah. And who comes busting in the door? Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. This is it. Their this character is names it. Bill Murray is Vakeman, Vakeman, right? Yes. And Dan Aykroyd is. Ray Stance. What? Peter, Van-
1: Peter Venkman, Ray Stance.
0: St- okay. I don't know what I thought you said, but yeah. E- Egon Spengler. Okay. So.
1: They have some weird names, man.
0: I know. He comes busting in the room telling him that they got something real this time they got a real ghost uh and that's when they head to the library this is where i got confused and like muddled all of these together because they're interviewing that lady they have her laying down (laughs) the librarian it definitely
1: had arms because it was reaching out for me (laughs) are you what what is her name because they ask her her name Mm -hmm. and then he says are you currently (laughs) menstruating what does that have to do with it? Back off, man! I'm a scientist. <laughs> what a line!
0: I forgot that they asked her. <laughs> uh, so they go out to check. They go to check out this ghost. See, and that's what Bill Murray thinks are full of crap. The, yes. This whole time, but
1: and then that's where you get to meet Egon. hmm He's already been there, kind of searching around things.
0: He's walking around with like that wand or whatever, listening to stuff, right? Right. Oh, he starts knocking on the table. Bill Murray starts knocking on the table. Ooh.
1: <laughs> and then you get the part where they finally go down to the basement. Mm-hmm. And they start coming across the ectoplasm.
0: Oh, the, and the uh, cards that have
1: been thrown everywhere.
0: Yeah. Yuck. Gross. Oh, and they find the stack of books. And they're like, oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and Ray has like a random story about another book stack. And then he's like, yeah. Bill Murray's just sarcastic throughout the whole movie. Yeah, no one human would ever stack books like
2: this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he does say something like, this reminds me of the, the book stack of 20, uh, no, not 20, duh, 19 no. something. <laughs> yeah,
1: like 18 something or something like that. Uh-huh. But of course, they come across the ghost. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they try to talk to it for some reason.
0: Oh God. And the yeah. freaking
1: ghost shushes them.
0: That's what I was thinking of when she's tells them to the, shush.
1: There are three professors, like three brilliant guys.
2: Yeah,
0: you can be and book plan smart. And the queen
1: was to get her.
0: <laughs> you can be book smart but have no common sense. But then again, I mean
1: like this is like a first. This is a first ever. Right. Proof of proof of actual like apparition. Uh huh. And contact. Yeah. So, what I, I don't know what I would do in that circumstance either.
0: Dan Aykroyd's character is the one who's like super book smart, but really dumb.
1: Yeah, I guess you could say that.
0: Because he's also the one that causes the whole big blow up at the end. The big monster. Oh. Like, don't think of anything, but we'll get to that yeah. <laughs> in a little bit.
1: But anyway, the monster finally just raises up. The ghost. The ghost. Mm-hmm and just screams at him Rah!
0: and that's when it turns into a scary looking yeah, thing they take
1: off running out of there which i don't know why you wouldn't run out of there
0: uh yeah i would too that was a full-on apparition he was all excited about it still running away scared i was scared <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they go back to the university of course and mm-hmm. they find out they're fired which is crazy he, they, he fired all of them
0: did he say, why did they get fired did they say why? Uh,
1: because they were portraying being professors as some kind of hot uh, hustle.
0: Oh, random. Okay. Not,
1: not being good for their university. And it mm-hmm. was getting around
0: the school. Oh. See, I didn't know. I just know that they got... So they were all teaching there?
1: Yes. They were all professors. Oh. Hmm. Okay. But the, another crazy thing is they had aspiration... Well, a couple of them did. I guess not Peter vankman, Mm-hmm. But Ray and Egon had aspirations of going to, like, MIT and Stanford and big schools like that later. To teach. But now that just went away.
0: Right. So who comes up with the idea to actually start the ghost-busting business?
1: Well, they're drinking in Central Park. (laughs) Because what do you do after you get fired? You drink. Mm -hmm. That was, like, a big thing in 80s movies. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So they're just in the park. They start talking about how it could be possible. Well, Egon brings up the possibility of containing them. Uh huh. And then out of nothing, Bill Murray's the one that comes up with the idea.
0: As a joke, or no? As See? a business model. Well, I mean, I guess it's like now pest he... control,
1: but for the dead.
0: Yeah. Well, because he can't deny it now. Now that he's actually seen a ghost, so right that would make sense because i he's very sarcastic and cynical through the whole thing anyway right but you can't deny something that was literally right in your face
1: (laughs) and then from there they they have their their business model Mm -hmm. but they have to have backing so they got to have some money to get all this stuff yeah you got to build like many nuclear reactors to put on their backs they gotta have a vehicle, and they gotta have a building. Not only that, and they gotta have a storage facility.
0: I just want to know because they went and got a loan, right?
1: No, Ray was left a house, and he sold it for way under market value.
0: Oh, that's still. I mean, to buy all of that, they got they had to have gotten everything for dirt cheap. Well, he that's says not true. Dan Aykroyd goes to get the car, and at the time, what he spent on it was outrageous. Four thousand eight hundred.
1: I'll never forget that because, I'll never forget my dad blowing up about that while we were watching it when I was little.
0: Shows up in this beater and forty eight hundred, yeah. so that's just an old hearse,
1: like a beat up hearse.
0: Like that's pushing twenty grand for a used car in to today's money.
1: I think I think that's right around what that is. It it might be more than that, a lot more than that, but I don't know. Maybe, but for that time, that's a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And it needed everything: new shocks, a suspension. Oh yeah, only forty eight hundred.
0: Even in by today's standards, I would not spend that kind of money on a car that needed that much work. No,
1: I don't know why anybody would. Mm-hmm. It became a project. Like they bought an old fire station that oh. should have been condemned. <laughs> yeah. All because it had a pole.
0: Because it had the pole in it. That's he's a child, man. Dan Aykroyd's <laughs> a child.
1: <laughs> he's he's so likable in that movie.
0: He plays so many different characters. Like, I know he plays kind of a dumb dumb in this one, but <laughs> then I think about him in Great Outdoors.
1: I knew you were going to say that. He's I could feel it D-bag. in my bones. I love him in that movie.
0: <laughs> He's a jerk in he that was one. Really, he was versatile. I know. Uh, and that's, I mean, it's good because I don't really typecast him. I can picture him playing a couple different characters or uh, more recent, quote-unquote, still a couple years old. Or a few years old, uh, isn't he in Fifty First Dates? Yeah, the he's doctor? the doctor, mm-hmm. and he
1: was the dad in My Girl.
0: Ah, oh, yeah. Oh my god, that's I what t- I mean.
1: He was in. Um,
0: I shut that one out of my memory. Driving Miss Daisy.
1: <laughs> he was the son.
0: Uh, now that I haven't seen.
1: Dan Aykroyd's been in some been in some good movies. Mm-hmm. I like Dan Aykroyd. Always have.
0: I just think of Great Outdoors as like the complete opposite of what he is, and Ghostbusters, right. As, as, I mean, as opposite as it can be. I would agree
1: with that. Mm. I'd strongly agree with that.
0: When did Great Outdoors come out?
1: Like 87,
0: 88. So, yeah, within a couple years of each other, it's not bad. Right. Okay, so they buy this crappy car, they buy a condemnable (laughs) building.
1: They have to hire a secretary, hot ass Annie Potts.
0: Hot? You thought Annie Potts was hot? Yeah,
1: she was in other things where she was real cute.
0: Like what? What? Pretty in pink? Don't look at me like that. Uh, who is she in?
1: She's in the on. record store.
0: That Yes, okay. That's right, because her look was Design always... Every time women? you saw her, she looked totally different. Yeah, okay.
1: Who are you going to call? <laughs> I love the accent, too. She's something else. Is that it's, her
0: real accent, or is she just no, put that, that was like, okay No, a character. <laughs> well, she kind of uses that... In a couple movies, I think. No,
1: because in Designing Women, she talks with a southern accent.
0: Well, not that one in particular, no.
1: I guess you would say her only real voice was in Pretty in Pink.
0: Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what are they... Why does she even apply? Who? How did they find her classified?
1: <laughs> yeah, because they put ads in the paper. Because they did it for another Ghostbuster, too.
0: That's right i'm just surprised she took on the job I, I think she was desperate and needed it so yeah
1: i mean he says it good luck find another job in the market later
0: i guess but they probably couldn't even this is just so much money i don't know how it's feasible <laughs> it, it, that's the one thing i can't wrap my head around it's like watching home alone and wondering what his dad did for a living to afford that house you know <laughs> that's what that, that's thinking. a good point Like how much did he sell this house for that they were able to buy all this and employ people and pay uh salary? That's crazy. The thing I unbelievable. I can get the ghost I can accept. I cannot (laughs) accept that they're just spending all this money on all these things.
1: The thing that's crazy to me is like actually realizing they had to make nuclear reactors small enough to put on their backs.
0: That too I can't imagine
1: you could afford that on like Five grand.
0: Did they steal it from the university? They had to.
1: <laughs> I would guess some of that Some of that technology had to have been from the university. I'm not accepting
0: this. <laughs> I refuse to accept this information. Oh, that's not the only thing they built. They had
1: to build the ghost traps, too. I forgot about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's
0: just so <laughs> much. Like I said, the ghosts are one thing, but affording all of this.
1: And then, you know, of course, they have everything made and everything's ready to go, mm-hmm. but they don't have any calls yet. And they're running low on cash.
0: Yet Petty now they're cash. running low on cash.
1: Oh, that's after that's. We get to meet Sigourney Weaver before they actually get a job, like a real job.
0: Oh yeah, I guess in between because at some point their paths have to cross. You get to see Sigourney Weaver in her going Workout into her apartment in a, building, right? Yeah. And that's when we buildings. also meet Rick Moranis.
1: <laughs> yeah, Rick Moranis is he's so delightful.
0: He. He is a well-rounded actor too. I feel like he plays a lot of different roles. I mean, he's especially for the eighties. He was so good in so many things. Mm-hmm. He does kind of get typecast just because he is a scrawnier-looking guy, but they st- he still has a lot of range to his acting. He can feel like a nerd, but he could feel like a really good dad. Yeah, little giants. Mm-hmm. Right. Or a
1: uh, big bully from ninety six. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Dad mode.
0: Uh, Little
1: Shop of Horrors. Yeah. He was in all kinds of good movies.
0: Ooh, what was the one? Is it Strange Brew?
1: I love Stranger Brew. I didn't even know you've seen that.
0: <laughs> I haven't. I just know you own it, and I've seen him on it. Oh my god! I hate
1: you. <laughs> hate you so much.
0: Oh, you got really excited there. <laughs> Cause I love the
1: I love the McKinsey brothers.
0: Your face lit up. Were you th- that I surprised? Know, did you see my eyes,
1: bro- <laughs> my eyes, just started getting really bright. Because <laughs> <laughs> you Almost thought I floating. actually watched it. Yes,
0: i s- see. It's one of those movies where I'm sure you've been watching it, and I was just walking through the house and catching bits and pieces. It's of such
1: a it. Canadian movie too. Strange Brew is 100% Canadian, as Canadian (laughs) as Canadian gets. Yeah. I love it.
0: (laughs) Sorry to disappoint. We can watch it. Can we? Yeah, I'll definitely
1: watch it. I own it.
0: I know. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we can watch it. We've come full circle. Yeah, we'll
1: watch it. All right. I remember wiping my feet on Eddie's couch.
0: Now you're going to be using quotes. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Chappelle show. Oh, it's not even from that movie. Okay. All right, back to Rick Moranis. But Sigourney it had to do with Weaver. Eddie Murphy,
1: so that that technically, I guess, it comes into play somewhere.
0: I say we'll get get to that momentarily, but...
1: But Dana's just trying to put some stuff away in the fridge, and then there's scarier stuff in there than the, than the lunch meat.
0: Well, because... Uh, what is... She's coming back from working out before she goes in the house? No, she was coming from the store. Yeah because she had all the groceries and he was the one talking about working out he was in his little sweatsuit <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah
1: talking about all the vitamins he was getting on like half price and stuff because he buys the generics
0: oh man he is uh, we'll get to the party in a second but yeah so, he's like okay talk to you later oh it, that's he mentions the tv he's yeah, like your turn TV- that shit
1: down is what he wanted to say but he's like i'm still trying to get it in with this chick so
0: <laughs> your tv was up really loud and the neighbor complained so i turned mine up really loud and told her there must be a problem <laughs>
1: He's so desperate. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh god, I have secondhand embarrassment for him. And she's like
1: a foot taller than him too. I,
0: she looks so much that bigger than him. That was a mountain he
1: couldn't wait to climb.
0: Stop. Oh man,
1: he's like he's like this chick was in aliens. I love this bitch. I need this bitch.
0: Is that American Dad? Is it? I don't know. That's probably something Reginald says. The koala. Maybe.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The koala. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Okay. She goes inside. She has her groceries. Uh huh. Tries she to get in
1: the fridge. Lunch meets. Very scary. Also happens to be devil dogs in there.
0: Was there really? Yeah. You don't remember that in the fridge? I was not taking inventory of her fridge. Uh, no.
1: Oh. No, <laughs> devil dogs, like the actual like gross looking dog thing.
0: I thought you meant like a is that's like a hostess cake or something. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't isn't there something called like a devil dog oh my god oh
1: my gosh i was Uh, talking about the actual like evil like dogs
0: man (laughs) well i'm hungry obviously jesus i can go for something sweet right now maybe a devil dog right (laughs) what was her name
1: uh gozer and hmm.
0: that's who i'm talking about
1: (laughs) not some really nice hostess delight
0: well, her eggs start cooking on the countertop too. Oh, they do. And that's when... They were I were popping. Mm-hmm. And she opens up the fridge and that's when she hears it say, zoo. And she freaks out and screams and shuts the door. So I can't believe she
1: had all that fridge space.
0: Queue first customer. She's the one who walks She's into the fire well, it's not a fire station anymore, but Yeah,
1: it's Ghostbusters it's the
0: Headquarters. Ghostbusters Headquarters. And I love how they're running this place, looking for people who have ghosts they need to get rid of. And she walks in and they're like, oh, yeah, totally a ghost. Well, <laughs> Bill Murray is like that. Uh, yeah, He
1: like leaps over the the counter and all that. Yeah. Dan Ackerman just fixing a car, smoking a cigarette while he's around <laughs> freaking motor oil. Good, good move. Oh. You know, he should have had his ass crack hanging out. Should have. That's was what was missing out of that scene
0: uh no he's st- but the sarcastic attitude and just the cynical <laughs> attitude where he's the one who has seen a ghost and he's ready to take on uh customers and still makes fun of her and doesn't yeah. believe her when he looks through her apartment kind of
1: treats her like she's like she's the one that's crazy
0: yeah and she gets super mad obviously she's a level-headed woman
1: <laughs> he did show up with some weird like thing with like a squeezer and a a little pole like he was dusting
0: yeah I don't know not quite a dowsing rod I'm not sure what it is he just said it was one of their little toys oh yeah oh and they make the funny joke where she says oh that's the bedroom but nothing ever happens in there (laughs) what a pity (laughs) yeah he's too busy trying to hit on her annoying in that whole movie people are trying to get it in with her that's true well, two people.
1: You know that no cuz there's the guy she's d- dating too.
0: Oh, the the ch- was the he a cellist? cellist? Mm-hmm.
1: How do you what are what are those people called?
0: Cellist? Cellist? <laughs> I think uh-oh, now I feel like I'm wrong.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say celloist.
0: A celloist.
1: <laughs> a Chilean.
0: Oh, that's not. That's no. not right. Maybe <laughs> no.
1: maybe it, maybe it is right, but we don't know.
0: He you know what? Who who are we to judge? We a don't ch- know. A Chilean. <laughs> There's no Chlanest. way to know. We definitely can't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they finally get their first job.
1: Yes. They're eating Chinese food, which, you know, if you are getting ready to fall on hard times, that's got to be your last meal, right? Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> I want Chinese food and a devil dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't we all in life?
0: Ew. Um, she... Oh, that's when... They
1: go to the restaurant. Yeah, he asked her out on
0: a date out of that, right? He's like, you don't have ghosts, but we can go on a date.
1: (laughs) I don't think that was yet, but it might have been.
0: Something. It it falls around in there, in this whole mess. And at the same time, that's when uh, Winston shows up. No, it's not. In the meantime, while they're doing this, when does he show up? Later in the movie. He's not in the movie till like way
1: after the halfway mark. Really? Yeah.
0: Is it after she turns into whatever the heck she turns into? No.
1: I'll get to it.
0: Well, what am I missing in between? There can't be much.
1: They go to the hotel and catch their first ghost.
0: Oh, Slimer. that's right. Slimer.
1: Switch around that place. Bill Murray gets slimed.
0: Yeah, I like how Slimer is kind of the face of Ghostbusters, but you only see him a handful of times.
1: Well, he didn't really become the face until the cartoon.
0: I guess. He just... I don't know. But they he,
1: merchandised the fuck out of him.
0: I know. Like he, I don't know He definitely if,
1: became the mascot.
0: thats I don't know if he was really that impactful when the movie came out, or they just needed something to capitalize on, so... Well,
1: I mean... They gave him a bigger part in the sequel.
0: Yeah, so. but in this one, you see him at the hotel, and then I don't think you see him again until the very end.
1: No, you're right. The very, very end. Yeah,
0: He might be in the movie maybe five whole minutes.
1: Right. Long enough for them to catch his ass yeah. in the dining hall. Mm-hmm. After Bill Murray tries to do the magic trick where all the stuff stays on the table.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because they get the call from the fancy hotel mm-hmm. at, because they've tried everything else. And
1: they catch it. And <laughs> this is where they you finally find out how much it's going to cost for one of these.
0: <laughs> you feel I feel like that's something you should have asked before. Because this is a new type of service. Right. And
1: these jobs are going to be original. And there's no one else to compete with.
0: Yeah. You can't. You could charge whatever you want. Technically, yeah. So they
1: say five grand. Which, Egon was the one that named that price too.
0: Hey, that was a big fancy hotel, though. They can afford that. He didn't even <laughs>
1: say it. He just did a gesture with his with his hand.
0: Hmm. He well, and he said it very matter of fact. That's very business like. Don't don't 000? flounder.
1: <laughs> That's. I didn't know it would cost so much. I won't pay it.
0: Oh, and they said his, they'll let him back his out. Damn
1: tune change. Once they said they're gonna put it back in the dining hall.
0: <laughs> Plus all the damages that were done. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> yeah, because those freaking proton packs were like throwing, like high, like heat and stuff at the walls, mm-hmm. just burning everything up. Knocked the chandelier off the ceiling.
0: Yeah, I. <laughs> That's
1: where you get the don't cross the streams part too. For now the first Egon time, yeah. just yeah first time out using this equipment. Oh, don't cross those streams either, unless you want to be incinerated.
0: Good to know. Taking it out on a test run.
1: Oh yeah. Then they open the trap and they're like, "Don't open your eyes or close don't your look- eyes." Don't look.
0: Yeah. Oh, what do you I say? I looked in the trap. I looked in the trap. <laughs> I'm very serious about it.
1: And after this, you know, they get their ghost. They walk out. Mm-hmm. And that's when everything starts taking off. That's when you all start seeing the their-
0: calls start flooding in. That's right. Yeah, this it's really cool. And it is. That
1: song, I Ain't Afraid of No Ghost.
0: Oh, God. But you get people actually believing in ghosts now, or they realize it's real.
1: And they get so much work now that Annie Potts is starting to get really pissed off about how much she has to work. And she qu- says she's quit better jobs than this. That's mm-hmm. when Bill Murray puts his foot down to her.
0: Is that, oh, and she gets mad answers. Yeah. And says, what do you, you want?
1: Get, he tells <laughs> her she can go find a better job in the food service industry.
0: Hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's probably. That's right
1: right around the time, too. I think they hire Winston Zeddemore.
0: Okay. Because she's they need crappy. More help. Yeah, she's in a crappy mood, and he walks in. He's like, oh. They
1: hire him right on the spot.
0: Yeah, because Danny Aykroyd's walking through with a cigarette in his mouth, carrying and a trap. steaming trap, and he's like, you're hired.
1: <laughs> traps. Not trap, traps. Multiple traps. All, he hands all of <laughs> them over to him uh-huh. and takes him down to show him how everything works.
0: That'd be cool. Just walk in and get that kind of job.
1: Yeah, it would be cool. As long as you're not investing your whole life into it.
0: Yeah. I, so well, later, yeah. You got
1: you to be able to do other stuff besides just hunt ghosts.
0: It just seems like such a weird concept when you really think about the whole idea behind the movie that in the 1980s, they're just out there hunting ghosts and mm-hmm. trapping them and stuff. I don't know. I mean, it just seems weird, like odd to me, you know? It, it does. And it's like a funny ghost movie.
1: It is. Which, I mean, it is a comedy. It's not even a horror at all.
0: N- there's nothing r- scary about it at all. There, I guess there's some scary images here there and there. There might be a
1: couple scary elements to it.
0: With Gozer and... But like Zoom. Danny Aykroyd
1: gets sexed up by a ghost.
0: Oh, that's right. They all get... All kinds
1: of cool stuff happens in that movie.
0: Oh, yeah. Super cool. <laughs> <laughs> I guess getting blowies from a ghost
1: right it was so good it made his eyes go cross it was (laughs) otherworldly
0: oh lord (laughs) i forgot that scene was so dumb (laughs) there's a
1: there's dumb scenes in every movie
0: i know dumb like funny dumb (laughs) if that makes any sense
1: but a lot of you get to meet william peck Mm -hmm. they want to do the inspection on the building Except he gets really forceful. He's nice at first, and then he says he really wants to inspect everything. He wants to see the basement.
0: Yeah, he's being super crappy. Um.
1: And Bill Murray threatens him. He's like, he's like, you bring back an order to mm-hmm. do that.
0: Yeah, I don't know why the dude was so crappy.
1: Another really like dark part of the movie mm-hmm. I'll always remember is when Dan Aykroyd, well, Ray and Winston... Mm-hmm. are driving across the bridge, and they start talking about the dead and why they are seeing so many people because uh, the world's coming to an end.
0: Oh, ooh, yeah.
1: That's a really good scene.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, in the meantime, uh, while that's going on, we have the Gozer dogs. and Zool that we keep talking about. they
1: That's right. That's when Sigourney Weaver comes back from working out.
0: Mm-hmm. And yes, because she tries to call her mom, and she hears something weird, and she gets sucked into one of the rooms in her apartment and disappears. The
1: the chair comes to life. Yeah, the hands start grabbing her.
0: Those—that's probably the scariest part—is that and Wrapped her up. When you see the dogs and stuff on top of the building, but Mm -hmm. and then (laughs) Rick Moranis is getting chased around the city by the other dog, which is terrifying. That did scare me as a kid because I was scared of big dogs. <laughs> Maybe I got. Oh, we got to mention his really, really cool party. He had a great party. He did have a good party where he was but telling he to, everybody's secret—not secrets, but right. everybody's business. <laughs> not only that, like, he only invited clients.
1: Yeah, like there were no friends there. Just he, the hot blonde chick, and then just a bunch of people that work under or he does work for.
0: I just like people that walked in. He's like, "This is how much they make a year. This is their credit score. They just." got a loan for something and well, like I, he, I don't know he's just out there getting everybody's business it's yeah. but that's that's when the dog he's shows like, up he, he's like a tax attorney isn't he i think so he's uh a tax processor, or something like okay. that boring and then the dog that's when the dog shows up is at the party and
1: i finally remember where i remember
0: the girl from the party from she was in cheers she was
1: um oh i can't remember her name she ended up being a dancer and stuff
0: oh the one who asked him to dance and she's like nobody's dancing let's dance yes okay she's in there for that's like her only line
1: all right uh, what's rick Randis' name in that movie i can't not remember oh my gosh i know i forgot it too it'll come to me dang it lewis
0: okay it's Ooh, lewis scared me lewis i'm going home
1: she had mm-hmm. that voice
0: we um, start dancing. That he's the one that yeah that says we should dance. And he does that
1: really awful dance.
0: Yes, it's bad. It's really bad. And um, the
1: devil dog just happens to be in the, the, the guest bedroom, bedroom with all the coats on top, of but mm-hmm. looking cute as hell. <laughs>
0: Not cute. That's when chasing <laughs> around town is scary. And
1: okay, who brought the dog? It comes <laughs> blowing <into> through the <laughs> to the door my favorite part happens after that after lewis tries to run out of the building hmm. the woman comes out because you know she's going to complain oh yeah <laughs> i saw it a mile away i was like that was the first karen she then she got put in her place that she saw the dog
2: <gasps> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> slam the door back <laughs> I point that out every time and every time it makes me laugh. I
0: know. I forgot about her.
1: <laughs> I freaking love when Liz is running through the city trying to get away from the dog.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. that That's the part that scared me.
1: Then the upscale restaurant <laughs> starts beating on their window.
0: Yeah, no one. They all just look at him like, "kay," and then uh, go back to eating. They're like,
1: uh, trash.
0: Annoying. Um, Somebody let me in. Terrifying. His voice cracked. Absolutely terrifying. And uh, so now we've got Sigourney Weaver and Rick Moranis are both <laughs> taken over by these <laughs> dogs. these
1: That's when the movie really starts getting fun fun too. Mm-hmm. Like Sigourney Weaver is just trapped up in this building. Rick Moranis is now like possessed by a dog just walking around the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he comes across the freaking horse are you the gatekeeper <laughs> yeah and the guy's like hey <laughs> he just does the work and he goes and just starts running off
0: you will perish of fly <laughs> oh, <laughs> we
1: yeah. laugh at that all the time too yeah. i say it to so many people
0: <laughs> and then he trips running <laughs> and takes off running what an asshole <laughs> um he gets like picked up
1: by somebody
0: yeah they take him in the police take him in to right the Ghostbusters headquarters, where they check him out and find out that he is not himself, and that he has some weird entity inside of him. They're like, "We need to figure this out."
1: This is where uh, Bill Murray has the date with Sigourney Weaver after she's been possessed.
0: Well, he goes to go on their date, and she opens the door and says, she's "Are you the Keymaster?" And he said,
1: "No," and so gets she the gets, the gets that like she gets a, like really let down face,
2: and slams, slams that shit the door in, in his door
0: face. His face. Knox again opens it. Are you the key master? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, God. And she's floating above the bed and all sorts of... she's The walls were like just covering that ooze, just dripping down. Mm-hmm. Scary stuff. Yeah. He's like, we need to get these two together. <laughs> that would be a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, he tries
1: to call, and this is after the police have dropped off mm-hmm. Rick Moranis.
0: yeah. 'Cause he calls him and he's like, I've got the gatekeeper here. He's like, Really? I have the key master. Right.
1: Well, she seems to think she's Zool. Oh, <laughs> and that's <when> Egon... Zooly. <laughs> right. Oh man, that movie just gets so good.
0: Yeah, that's I don't remember he tries to oh, he tries to sedate her and leave her there for a right, little bit.
1: He had to get back to the the station.
0: Mm-hmm. That does not go well. No. To no one's surprise.
1: He gets back, pecks there, and then this guy cannot just let it be.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, that's what causes it all to just unravel. Is that it causes
1: everything to go to hell? Yeah, everything goes to shit. So then you have the building get the lever pulled, Mm -hmm. the reactor goes down, and then it just blows the ceiling out of and top out of the whole building.
0: Yeah, let's all the ghosts go. Releasing
1: everything. That also makes Rick Moranis and Sigourney Weaver... Wake like a, up. And they're insanely strong. hmm Because then she uh, lets out like a little growl and it like blows up the building too. Yeah. Blows the top off of it.
0: Yeah, which they head to the roof. And they didn't even keep an eye on Rick Moranis. He got away. No, well, they couldn't because they were dealing with Dummy who wanted them to shut it down.
1: And that's when they got arrested. You get to the building,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. like Rick Moranis actually knows that that's the sign, and he knows where to find Zool. Goes up there, sees her, gets it in. Oh, no. He hit it. Just (laughs) when when you thought she was out of your league.
0: Oh, yeah. But he doesn't remember it. It's all gone. Still happened. I guess. Well, no, they're not. It's Gozer is the... Because you've got Zool and... I cannot remember what Rick's.
1: Oh, Gozer's the
0: dog's name is, and then Gozer is the yeah the main the actual head person. Yeah, I don't the, know all the, the main protagonist the titles that they use for it. Yeah. Um, the main villain, I guess you could say. Yeah. So they get they get up on the roof and Gozer shows up is taking over the city while the Ghostbusters are stuck in jail. Vince
1: Clortho, keymaster of Gozer.
0: Mm, I wanted to say Otho, and I knew that was Otho her.
1: from Beetlejuice.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it kind of sounded like it. Otho. Um, they're all locked up in jail.
1: Yeah, he got them arrested. So now it comes down to what the mayor wants.
0: Yeah, and they immediately let them out because they're like, hey, surprise, now the city's overrun with ghosts. You should probably get back out here.
1: And smart enough, like, Dan Aykroyd was the one that really broke down everything that was happening in while they were in jail.
0: With the blueprints. Yeah. Yes,
1: and then he's the one that finally just says something to Bill Murray. And he's like, no, you, never, you just never studied. And then what does Bill Murray do after he gets butthurt over... Dan Aykroyd, Mm -hmm. trying to tell him everything's going to shit. This is the end of the world. He gets sarcastic and starts singing.
0: Oh, yeah. But they get let out of jail.
1: They do. They have to get let out of jail because they have to meet with the mayor.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You have the
1: priest that shows up. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It just... I don't remember that.
1: Yeah. The priest is who tells the mayor... Like, they know each other on a first-name basis. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's... Just telling him, like, this is just unholy.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, of course, they he fires Peck. Yeah. And he reinforces the Ghostbusters.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: then they get a police escort to the building.
0: Yes. It's the final oh,
1: showdown. Then they have to climb all them damn flights of stairs.
0: That is the war. I would have just said, well, it's time time to move, guys. We can't live here <laughs> in this city anymore. I know. They
1: couldn't get, have gotten, like, helicopter dropped.
0: How many... Flights of stairs was it? It was like over a hundred, right?
1: Yeah, they. I, I think they say the number, but I can't remember it. All I all I remember is that's that's too many flights of stairs.
0: No, after ten, I'd be like done. <laughs> I'm right. not going any further. <laughs> so they get to the roof, and it's time for the, the final showdown. showdown. Yes, where the Gozer asked uh, Dan Aykroyd, "Are you a god?"
2: Yeah,
1: they finally open the door and let Gozer out.
0: Hmm. <laughs> It's like the first line is "Are you a god?" No.
1: <laughs> then die.
0: And then zaps all of them. And he says, "If someone at who says it, Winston. Yeah. If someone ray, asks if someone asks you're asks a, you a god, if you're a
1: god. You say yes, yes."
0: <laughs> so they try to face Gozer again. Mm-hmm.
1: This time with their proton ray packs.
0: guns. Yep. Well, not ray guns. Proton packs. Excuse me. No worries. I'll forgive it. <laughs> once uh can't catch him he's jumping around all over the place and and then it finally just they give it just goes invisible yeah gozers it's like a omnipotent you can hear them but you can't see them and that's when he gives them a this choice. yeah a choice that you get to choose who you face it's not how me. the world ends yeah it's not me but you can pick who it is
1: you can pick the entity
0: and so everyone's like, "Oh, clear your mind. Don't think of anything." What does Dan Aykroyd do? Just <laughs> immediately, sh- they're like, "Oh, it's been chosen." Like, no, no, nobody chose anything. And then you just see Dan like, <laughs> yeah, <he kind laughs> shrink <of> does, up. <laughs> he
1: shrinks. Yeah, he shrinks down.
0: I couldn't help it. <laughs> Stay pup, marshmallow man. I did. He's like, Used I tried to, to, to think of
1: the fire of... at Capulcanda. I try, huh? I was quoting the line.
0: Oh, I didn't know what he said. He's the burn them by the fire at Capriconda. Oh. Uh he tells him he tries to think of the most um I don't remember the word that he used, but he just tries to think of something that couldn't hurt them. Just the right. safest thing Mr. he could Stay think buffed. of. And there he comes. Just, just barreling through. Oh my god. Climbing that building with a like... big smile on his face.
1: <laughs> and he stomps the church.
0: Oh mm. Mm-hmm. Nobody stomps on a church in my town. <laughs> Climbs that building like King Kong.
1: This is where they realize they have to make a huge move. Mhm. And they had they crossed
0: streams. Yeah, they make the choice to do that which They don't, I don't have a know. choice. It's this is w- the end of the world. That's true. I. that's why I was like, why do they choose to do this when they knew <laughs> I don't know, either they can die or everybody else dies? Right. So sacrifices had to be made. So they incinerate it. Marshmallow it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. On
1: everybody except for Bill Murray, who just got a tiny bit.
0: Right, I don't know where he was at that that didn't happen, but marshmallows <laughs> raining down on the city, including on the the bad guy, Peck, who just gets blasted. <laughs> he did. He got... He got destroyed. I wonder what that material actually was. Shaving cream. Really? Yeah. I feel like it would melt. I don't know that it wouldn't hold up very long, but.
1: Yeah, I got a feeling it's shaving cream.
0: Hmm. Some type of concoction, I'm sure. Yeah. But they destroy it. Everyone lives, except they can't find
1: Sigourney Weaver and
0: Rick Moranis. Yep. They're afraid they've lost them. They've been turned to stone. Rip. But alas, they're stuck inside this hollow stone statues. And everyone was saved.
1: Yep. Now they're heroes. That's how the movie ends.
0: Which, we're not talking about the sequel, obviously, but it just kind of blows my mind how it goes in the sequel where all these ghosts and all these things happen in the first movie only for the sequel for them to have fallen off the map, which is weird.
1: Well, they got called frauds and stuff. That's just makes we'll, no we'll, sense to we're, me. We'll cover that in another.
0: Right. That's going to be our lead-in to a future episode, but that's going to wrap up
1: Ghostbusters. Give me some trivia. Some fun facts. Yeah, and if I have any that I know personally, I'll just tell you.
0: There's, I've only grabbed a couple because the website that I got this information from was very detailed, so I'm going to skip around this a little bit and mm-hmm. not Try not to read it verbatim, but one of the first things that... Okay, so if you've ever listened to our trailer, <laughs> which it's not that we weren't enthusiastic, but if you're familiar with this movie, hopefully our trailer to the podcast sounded familiar to you because we took it from this movie. We did. Well, we took a snippet from the movie where uh, they have a commercial that plays and you just have... Harold Ramis, who's very dry, monotone, very uh, Bill Murray, who you can tell isn't into it, and Dan Aykroyd, who's way over the top. <laughs> uh, they're <laughs> doing could. a commercial for Ghostbusters. He was excited. Well, the uh, hotline number that they used right. w- was a real hotline number. Really? At the time. Yeah. Do you not know that? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm surprised. Well, was it for yeah. Ghostbusters? Yeah. Before oh. the Ghostbusters became established in New York City, they released a commercial. The original members, which were Peter, Ray, and Egon, because Winston wasn't there yet, they appear on television with the number 555-2368. During the film's theatrical release in 1984, Ivan Reitman ran that very same commercial, and it actually allowed people to call in.
1: On a fake number, because 555 is a fake number.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, callers would hear a pre-recorded message from Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd who would announce that they were unable to answer because they were busy busting ghosts.
2: Oh, that's when, cool.
0: When the number went live, they received over a thousand phone calls every hour, 24 hours a day for several weeks.
1: That's really cool.
0: <laughs> Sadly, the line is no longer operational. So if you're being uh, if you're being troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night or you're experiencing feelings of dread in your basement or attic, we don't know what to tell you. Because <laughs> you <laughs> you cannot call that number anymore so that was fun that would have been cool that is that's i wish i
1: was still active that'd be a really cool Mm -hmm. piece of nostalgia
0: well now that you have to dial your area code and stuff like that you couldn't it couldn't be a real number anymore but people do that today if anyone has watched the new season of stranger things you can actually call the pizza place the pizza place's number and you can hear um Shoot, I can't think of his name, but one of the, the new characters you can hear yeah, him talking about. It's funny. Uh, next piece of trivia is that Ghostbusters wasn't the original title for the movie. I did know that. Mm-hmm. It's so very iconic. Like you hear Ghostbusters and you know, it's just you think of this movie like <laughs> it's hard to hard to find someone who doesn't know what Ghostbusters
2: right. is. It, it's um, in the title.
0: Mm -hmm. So following the opening scene in the New York Public Library in the original 1984 film, the title that appears on the screen is actually two words and not one. It reads Ghostbusters instead of one word. But the filmmaker settled on the now iconic title, which is one word. Uh, Dan Aykroyd originally considered the title Ghost Smashers, while Ghost Breakers was also an option.
2: Hmm.
1: Those both suck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm glad they went with Ghostbusters. It seems it fits, it flows.
0: Mm-hmm. The fire state or the sign outside of the fire station actually had variations of these titles during production. Mm-hmm. Huh. And Ghostbusters wasn't available because film uh Filmations Ghostbusters was an unrelated TV series that came out in 1975. So that's why they couldn't use. And then in the end, Columbia Pictures obtained the rights. Because at the first name. they couldn't use Ghostbusters, and then they, they had obtained the rights to it. So
1: they saw merchandising. Yeah. For the title like that. Mm-hmm. That's all. You, oh, that's all I see. I see just see merchandise.
0: So did you know that Slimer goes by another name?
1: Is it? Uh, let's see. Is it John?
0: No. Onion Head.
1: Really? Mm hmm. That's f- what my dad calls uh shit uh my nephew.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah, he's called him onion head forever. Well, Slimer, see, and it says he became one of the most iconic characters in the entire franchise, which is crazy to me because you don't see him that much. He was actually never name-dropped in either of the movies, the Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. They don't say Slimer. Yeah, it didn't happen until the cartoon. He was referred to as Onion Head by the crew of the original film. The ugly little spud wasn't actually named Slimer (laughs) until the animated show, The Real Ghostbusters, in which he's part of the team. Um it's this that inspired the more friendly cameo in Ghostbusters 2 in which he offers uh, Lewis or Rick Moranis a ride in a town car. Uh, he isn't the <laughs> only ghost in the original movie who isn't who isn't referred to by the name we now know him by. And That's cool uh gozer his two minions vince clortho which i'm glad you remembered it and then Zul are never referred to as terror dogs despite the hellhounds now being synonymous with the name they never called them that really mm-hmm. now this one i feel like is a little more well known because even i knew about it and i know you know about it but eddie murphy was actually offered the role of Winston, yeah, but
1: that part was only written in that movie for him.
0: Mm-hmm. We mentioned earlier, though, that same year, it
1: uh, a part was way bigger too.
0: Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop came out that same year. Yeah, and ended well, up being the he, he biggest didn't year. Do
1: Ghostbusters, because he was doing that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, earlier versions of the script included a backstory for that character as well. By mm-hmm. the way, he was supposed to join the team a lot earlier, which makes sense because he shows up so late and. I thought it was a lot earlier in the movie, but it's not. Um, So they did have a backstory for him. It detailed his time in the Air Force. Uh, It was also talked about in the comic book series. But uh, Eddie Murphy ended up turning the role down.
1: Yeah, Eddie Murphy has two regrets when it comes to film that he's Mm -hmm. turned down. It's Ghostbusters and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Well... That were both mega hits. But mm-hmm. he released the biggest movie of that year.
0: Right. That's why he didn't miss out on anything. And also Bill Murray's part wasn't as big in the movie either. But after Eddie Murphy said he couldn't do the movie, they, they actually rewrote the, the script to give yeah. Bill Murray a bigger part, which is what yeah. pushed Dan
1: Aykroyd and Ronald Winston Ramos.
0: back. Yep. So this one I did not know about. It said that Ghostbusters was supposed to be a futuristic adventure movie.
1: What? I didn't know that either.
0: So this, uh, and on this one, I'm going to read verbatim just because I don't, I hadn't heard of this one. It says, while the original Ghostbusters can at times feel a little outlandish, i.e., the Stavebus Marshmallow Man, right? Um, An early concept of the film was for more out there than was far more out there than you may have realized in the DVD doc commentary i don't know why i can't read the dvd commentary it is revealed by ivan reitman and harold Ramis that the story was originally set in a futuristic new york where teams of readily established ghostbusters would be found all over the world as well as several huge supernatural entities fortunately this would have set the studio back some 300 million dollars at the time in 1984
1: yeah Plus, I mean, they ended up doing that same thing, but mm-hmm. with like a cartoon. The Extreme Ghostbusters—that's pretty much kind of that premise, that
0: storyline. Yeah, and that's why Ramus was brought on board to make uh, a lot of rewrites to the script, and. It, and he's brilliant. He was a is. brilliant writer. Mm-hmm. Now this is what you were talking about earlier with Slimer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slimer is based off of John Belushi. Yeah,
1: it is a tribute to John Belushi.
0: So besides being called Onion um, the he went by another name, Slimers, because they he didn't actually have a name in the movie. They called him the Ghost of John Belushi. Yep. That's something that Dan Aykroyd started calling him. Right,
1: because they were best friends from SNL and Blues mm-hmm. brothers and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, they said Aykroyd has since confirmed that Slimer was heavily inspired by the late John Belushi. For starters, the Green ghost hankering for food was based on belushi's cafeteria scene in animal house yep
1: with the green jello
0: the role of peter vankman was originally written for the actor for john belushi yes, i knew that uh however he passed away while akroyd was working on the script in early 1984 i didn't realize he passed away that, that yeah early well, there are no Marilyn. direct references to the actor in the film, there are plenty throughout the Ghostbusters comic book series, some of which even feature Belushi's character, Joliet from Joliet, Jake Blues from the Blues Brothers. That's cool. That's
1: really cool. Mm-hmm. One thing about John Belushi, they had plans to do this movie for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if many people know that, but... There were already things in work. Mm -hmm. Dan Aykroyd, from what I've read, was going to cancel the script even after John Belushi died. It was well a couple people with the studio and personal friends who were like, "We think you should move forward with it." It's
0: not the first time it would happen. If I'm surprised he continued to write it that year, and I mean, it's a good thing he did that because i mean i feel like he couldn't have pushed it up too far because i don't know why one of the first movies i think of where a character was written for somebody and then that person died and the movie was put off for several years was shrek
1: oh yeah chris farley
0: that was written for chris farley
1: Mm -hmm. uh grown-ups that was also written for chris farley
0: oh yeah that one took a backseat for a long time
1: over 20 years.
0: Mm-hmm. I know Shrek wasn't as long, but it did get put on hold for Yeah, it got put on hold for years. a long time. Yeah. So just something I, those are a couple no, notable I'm, ones that I'm I think about. I'm really
1: surprised you remember that. But Chris Farley was an icon, mm-hmm. which his hero was John Belushi. So and bringing SNL, that up
0: actually makes sense. Yeah, that whole era of guys from SNL and just comedy guys in general. Yeah, going on the same path. Yeah, sucks. Dying young. Um, the last piece of trivia that I have, though, is did you know that this movie was inspired by real Ghostbusters?
1: Yeah. Is it Dan Aykroyd's family?
0: Yes. Mm hmm. It says that um, it's inspired by real life paranormal investigators, both of whom are directly related to Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. His great grandfather was an active believer in the supernatural, while his late So that's great-grandfather. And then his late father, Peter Aykroyd Sr., also published a book titled A History of Ghosts.
1: I did know that. Dan Aykroyd, um, growing up, I guess, there were seances and stuff at his house. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to take that premise and make a movie out of it because it was a part of his childhood. From what I've seen like in certain interviews, there's like this aspect where it was like he couldn't figure out how to make them... People that just go out and bust ghosts. He saw someone, um, like a pet, like a pest control place. Mm-hmm. He saw like their vehicle pull up, mm-hmm. and that's what gave him the idea for ghost busting.
0: Yeah, and this is gonna—it doesn't really spoil too much if you haven't seen the newest Ghostbuster movie, Afterlife. Mm-hmm. But he did say that the Ray Stans actor himself is known for his interest in psychic research, right? And also U.S. UFOs. Ackroyd's passion for the paranormal is echoed in Ghostbusters Afterlife, mm-hmm. as he reads occult books. He's revealed to be the only subscriber to the podcast "Mystical Tales of the Unknown Universe." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the latest sequel is really is all about passing the torch. It's directed by Ivan Reitman. He did direct this new one. No, uh, it was directed or, by his I'm son. I'm sorry. He directed, yeah, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. And then his son, Jason. He produced Ghostbusters Afterlife, and then his son directed it. Right. Uh, he recently passed away, Ivan Reitman did, at the yeah. age of 75. RIP. And did you know he played one of the stand-ins for Harold Ramis in the 2021 movie?
1: I think we did see that.
0: Because they do CGI Harold Ramis. But they have have to have a stand-in to take.
1: They have to have the body uh, so it looks like real
0: real movements. As realistic as possible. So Ivan was actually one of the two stand-ins for Harold Ramis' part. It's a scene which egon's ghost arrives to help phoebe and trevor and all the kids and then uh he shows up again when they defeat gozer does gozer show back up is that right main villain in afterlife
1: yes that's what the whole premise of the movie is there was like that secret bunker built into that like mountain
0: See, we watched it that one time and it's been a little while ago, so I've yeah. forgotten. Not as many I, times as I've, I've seen the actual
1: ones. 100% remember Gozer cuz I thought that was so cool that they figured it They brought all that back. back. Yeah. And it all made sense to the storyline.
0: Mhm. Um I did have one other fun interesting fact that wasn't in what I found, but I recently for my other podcast, I actually went to Evansville, Indiana, to the Willard Library. I told you about this, mm-hmm. and we were doing an interview with one of the assistant librarian for something else, but we found out just in talking it it didn't actually make it in the episode, but in talking that that library, the willard library right is it was the um inspiration for the library scene, the opening scene of Ghostbusters.
1: That's great. That's really,
0: that's fun
1: trivia. Mm-hmm. I re- really like that you had that.
0: I, and that's what she's told me. <laughs> she's worked there for a couple of years, but she's very knowledgeable of the place. So I, I'm i sure that's true. But... I could
1: believe it because Dan Aykroyd traveled the country mm-hmm. coming up with inspiration for the movie. Yeah. So that would make sense.
0: And the Willard Library is allegedly haunted by... The Grey Lady. So you can check out all of their social media and their websites and stuff. They have actual live feed cameras that run, I think, 24 hours a day. Uh, so you can catch glimpses glimpse of her. Because I've been ghost hunting there to find the gray Lady. Another thing that we didn't point out.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. You love the movie Casper.
0: I do love Casper.
1: Ray Stantz.
0: He he makes an appearance yes, in that movie.
1: Mustached. Yeah
0: uh no nasty <laughs> yeah because <laughs> that was shoot almost 10 years after it was a little over 10 years after ghostbusters right 10 or yeah 10 or 11 years because ghostbuster came out in 84 that came out in 95 five, five or six something like that yeah. so yeah still relevant
1: <laughs> right i mean ghostbusters will continue to live on well and it's got a crazy following
0: yeah, this, um, this new movie, The Ghostbusters Afterlife, it was actually... I, I thought it was good.
1: I thought it was great.
0: hmm uh-huh. Because I don't
1: care what people have to say about nostalgia.
0: I get worried when people try... They announce they're going to do, like, continuations. Right. of Old storylines. I just like
1: when you bring something in and it makes sense. hmm uh-huh. It's okay to continue with new people as long as the story makes sense. As
0: it's done right, yeah.
1: Right. Like, you don't... Know, When people were talking about this new Ghostbusters movie and having kids, I know a lot of people really didn't like that idea. I'm like, so you'd like 70 and 80-year-old Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd.
0: (laughs) And no Harold Ramis.
1: Right, and Ernie Hudson just walking around catching ghosts. Mm -hmm. I'm like, even they have said for years they don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. They already had to suffer through that Ghostbusters movie fiasco from like
0: the female ghostbusters right the storyline just didn't make sense for that i mean the opportunity
1: it was a cash grab
0: yeah i like the actors in the movie you know some of their other stuff and i did i went in with an open mind but that movie honestly didn't stick with me i can't tell you much about it
1: took all of the fun stuff about Ghostbusters and then just made it like something else I didn't like them doing the whole thing the Chris Hemsworth where it was just sexualized and they just treated him like he was an idiot the whole time you're set, You're hot but you're stupid I'm, I'm just not a fan of that like I, if yeah. I'm not gonna if, they didn't do that to Annie Potts in, in Ghostbusters
2: mm-hmm
0: well, and it has nothing to do with it being a female cast. I know a lot of people are torn no. on this Ghostbusters movie because you can't put women in that spot. It's like you could if you did it right, but they didn't do it right. right. That's the problem. Another thing is it's just
1: taking things and just putting like people in it just so it's that different. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that with everything.
0: No, and that's why I'm saying if it's done right... It it could have been okay. Like, I actually like that the new
1: Ghostbusters is kids. Mm-hmm. I really like that because now you're going to have this concept where they develop into real Ghostbusters from a young age. Yeah. So you're going to have more time with them. Mm-hmm. Like, Harold Ramis and all them did that, whew, shit, 38, 39 years ago. Yeah. So people expecting them to do another full movie. is They're
0: nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to be, that's all I have for trivia unless there's anything else you wanted to throw in. But other than that, I think that wraps it up.
1: I know there's a, there was a big dispute about stuff on royalties and stuff, Mm Mm-hmm. but that's a talk for another time because there are guys that worked in those movies that really didn't want to do another one because they felt they were owed. Mm Mm-hmm. And you had Rick Moranis that got asked multiple times to come back, and he refused it.
0: Yeah, he stopped acting in the 90s, I think, Mm -hmm. is when he jumped out of acting. To be a father, full-time. Had no desire to go back, yeah.
1: Just sad. Mm. That wasn't even supposed to be his part. There's a piece of trivia you don't know. That was supposed to be John Candy.
0: Uh, I could... I mean, I I can see it it because it's a comic relief. And he was big at that time.
1: I don't mean just like he was big. (laughs) He was a big actor. Mm -hmm. And him and Dan Ackroyd were really becoming great friends during that time. And he was good friends with John Belushi.
0: Yeah. Well, that's fun. Interesting stuff we've learned.
1: Just a little bit more trivia. We say we start ranking
0: this thing. Let's do it. Give it to me. So, the first thing we're going to rate it on is. Uh oh. Rewatchability. Yeah, I like blanked. <laughs> okay.
1: Rewatchability. I oh, give. Turd nuggets.
0: I give it a five. Just after all this time, I can still watch it and it's still fun to. Well. I'm going to
1: give it a 5.5. What? I'm going to bust my own star rating up.
0: Oh, my goodness. Like I'm.
1: Like I'm getting ready to rate something on the the biggest scale I can give it.
0: Ugh. I mean, no, I'll give it. A, I'll
1: just give it a five. I give it's it a, a solid five. It's such five. a good movie, mm-hmm.
0: and it is dated, but it's still fun to watch. And
1: it never feels dated, though. I like. I feel like we say dated a lot, and I don't feel like this movie's that.
0: I mean, there's a couple of.
1: It's '80s, but I mean, like you go to New York, there's still people that dress like that. That's like a modern like fashion thing. Because
0: it's coming back around. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Ain't nothing dated about that, baby. You're the one that's dated.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, what The next thing we'll rate it on is the Legacy that it's left behind.
1: That's also a five. There's new movies coming out. You still yeah. have the cartoon to watch. The movies still exist. Yeah. You have the crazy fans that show up at cons and stuff. There are Ghostbusters groups that you can join.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I feel like it's still right. relevant and still going strong. And
1: out of the Ghostbusters movies and show, you had all these ghost hunting shows pop up. I solely think that's because of Ghostbusters.
0: Uh, it's very possible that people wanted a more serious thing. Cause
1: like Zach Bagans. That motherfucker's going to have to give Bill Murray a cut. <laughs>
0: Man, I don't know about Zach. He's uh, doing his own thing.
1: <laughs> Made all that ghost hunting money. Still didn't get his teeth fixed. He's got he, like those crossover teeth.
0: No, I think... I thought they were better. I, I don't, I I don't know. know. Now he's got
1: a weird <laughs> goatee. Dude, he's on a whole nother level.
0: Oh, gosh. I talk about him too much on the other ones. I'm Do you really? Gonna, every once in a while, we go in on him <laughs> All I can think of, cash in. I think of this one scene in Ghost Adventures where he takes a shirt off for some reason. He's got some tattoos, and he's like, "You like these tattoos?" And then they get an EVP where they they think it says, "It's sick."
1: Oh my (laughs) gosh, is that real? Is that real?
0: Yes. He says, "You like these tattoos? It's sick." Oh, oh, it's so goodness. funny, God! Uh, I'm what gonna... a
1: fucking poser! <laughs> I hope he stays in the desert out in Las Vegas. I need he to bought the fucking house in Gary
0: <laughs> and tore it down.
1: Yeah, that way no one else could hunt it. That's why he made his own movie about it,
0: The Demon House. Piece of shit. Mm-hmm. It. I mean, uh, I don't know. Anyway, enough about Zach. Let's uh, Ghostbusters has a five. Zach, that we will. That's. <laughs> for another time I'll end time. Up talking on that
1: dude again <laughs> believe
0: that alright and then the last thing we're gonna rate it on is the quality so like the look the feel the soundtrack uh, oh
1: that's a five I love the scenes yeah. of the park I love the buildings I'm a big fan of how everybody looks mm-hmm. in their areas whenever the movie's shot I like the scene with Ernie Hudson and Dan Aykroyd just in the car mm-hmm. smoking just talking about the end of days
0: I give it a the four library. only because there is some silliness to the to the special effects like the ghost and the devil dog hostess cakes and the <laughs> <laughs> and are actually didn't look too bad, even though it looked like. It was covered in bubbles. You're talking about
1: effects that are from almost 40 years ago. And and they they look look like they're
0: 40 years old. No, they do not. Yeah, they do. No, no.
1: (laughs) I fight you on this one. I heavily disagree with you on that.
0: They they look dated. Look at
1: Zool and Vince Clortho in the one from 1984, then look at them in the new one. I think the whole look totally looks better mm-hmm. in the original All and that's right. not just saying that because I love the original because I also love Afterlife I thought they did a better job with the little marshmallow man in that the oh, actual marshmallow yeah. man on
0: film yeah fine pending my review on or pending my um, rating on I'm that I'm gonna sway
1: you on this one because I've let you get away with with some really like
0: it is my personal rating we can disagree
1: but I can still not let you get away with it.
0: Oh, for God's okay. Whatever. <laughs> so you give it your
1: rating, I'll give it my rating. I'm giving it a five.
0: I'm giving it a four, which I think is generous.
1: Okay, I <laughs> still think like the ghost at the beginning was very well done. That was really, uh, really good use of your finances. Mm-hmm. I think all the ghosts and all the ghouls and everything in it look great. Mm-hmm. I even think Slimer looks great If Slimer doesn't look good It was in Afterlife I really didn't like whatever that thing was supposed to be in Afterlife
0: You know what I'll give it a four and a half Only because of its original song And it makes my daughter laugh <laughs> So I'm going right. to give it Because <laughs> we're talking about the look And the soundtrack yeah, and just I know. So there I'll give it a four and a half But no more And that's just because Jordan likes it
1: <laughs> Okay I'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you're not giving it a five.
0: That's fine. Well, mine's a five I across sleep the board.
1: Easy. I'm Would you give it a five, five, and a four and a half?
0: Um, yeah, I did. So, I'll give it a five overall. Jeez Louise! No, please. you don't have to. Just I'm like not a, doing math. I'm, I'm doing a, it
1: for you. Pi- <sighs> all right. It's like a four point six 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 six. Okay, we're gonna wrap this six up six 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 while six you keep talking. Six six over six eight six, <laughs> six, six 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 double six six infinity six. Hit them with the seven. Thanks,
0: guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. G. <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> have a
1: good one, everybody.
0: Is that really all? Do you have anything else to wrap yeah, up? Yeah. If
1: if you end up not doing anything. Find time to just enjoy the fall weather. Go make a fire. Not in your house. No. Definitely make a fire and enjoy it. And I enjoy some know. movies too. It's
0: freaking Halloween season. I know. It's almost over. I ain't
1: going to get off here just yet. I want to talk about the Halloween season. Everybody go enjoy that. You got all kinds of stuff you can do. You can carve pumpkins, decorate your damn house. <laughs> you can start a cult. Oh my you gosh. Got, what, else, what else? Summon can demons. Summon demons. <laughs> um, you can ghost hunt
0: hmm
1: you can oh collect clean your damn yards ro- up
0: <laughs> collect pretty rocks and leaves <laughs> right click collect,
1: collect pre- for you almost made me say that <laughs> no clean your damn yards up go, start gathering leaves and put them in bags make people out of them
0: people oh my god yeah you ain't never seen those yes you, i know what you're talking also about. known
1: as scarecrows <laughs> there's all kinds of great stuff you can do you can make cider oh there's all the fall festival things that there are to do you can go visit your local drive-in
0: uh, if you're from Indiana, I hope you went into Covered Bridge. Or it's is it it's probably going on while you're listening to this, I think. It will be. Yeah. So it it's either getting ready to happen or you're in the thick of it, so
1: it's a good time.
0: Check out the Covered Brit- Park County Covered Bridge Festival. It is worldwide known. This that is not a joke.
1: Please, please. Seven pound sinks, six ounce baby Jesus. Do not let it be hot for Cover Bridge.
0: Oh, man.
1: Oh, my gosh. I, I I want there to be such a chill in the air that when I'm walking through, it only looks like I'm walking through in slow motion through fog.
0: Don't be hot and don't be muddy. God, those are the two things. I hate when I can it's live, muddy. I can
1: live with muddy. I don't give a shit about muddy because I'm probably going to wear boots anyway.
0: Ugh, it's because,
1: good. you know, you just never know. But I can't do hot. Hot in boots is not fun. No. But cold in boots... We're good. You're going to be stomping around.
0: All right. Well, enjoy your fall weather. And I think that's going to wrap up this episode.
1: Also, go place bets. If for you watch what? football, just start betting on everything. Put all your money out there. You know, everyone's a winner. I believe that. Oh, my
0: God. All right. Check out this <laughs> clip for our next week's episode, and we'll see you guys then. It's a good one. Okay. Bye.
1: Bye. Next week on The Retro
0: Club. Do they ever, not in this movie, I don't think they ever explain why he did what he did. No. In this one. We're just going to focus on this movie just because we know there's several that came after.
1: Unlike the um, the modern take for horror, I don't like all the God, who almost almost did it. I don't <laughs> like all the damn backstory.
0: Uh-huh. sometimes I appreciate it you
1: just gotta have a story that works this works
0: mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram cover art is by Megan Harris research is by John and Megan Harris
2: find
1: us on Facebook, Instagram Twitter and Slasher at Retro Club Pod or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more
0: You can listen to The Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more.
1: Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.